0: True Vine Talks. We are here today on this rainy spring day in March. Are we still in March?
1: Last day of March. Tomorrow's April. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Looking forward to some hiking and sunshine and ah, good times. Yeah. So today we're going to focus on um, the, you know, parts of self and what Rachel and I have you know, recognize and working with individual and couples therapy and how we want to make sure we are giving folks the safety that they need to explore their inner child wounds and Mm -hmm. obstacles that show up in therapy. Yeah.
1: And for us therapists, obstacles are helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they provide a lot of guidance for us as the therapist on which direction we need to go, what we need to, to work on. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like I just wanted to point that out because I, I think maybe people outside of the field view obstacles as a bad thing. Like, oh, we don't want to run into any obstacles, but we kind of expect it. We know it's going to happen and we use that to guide our practice.
0: Hmm. And you know, just as humans, we want to make sure that our disclaimer here is that we are also on a learning curve in working with you, and yeah. um, applying our toolbox and what we know, what we're certified in, and you know, giving you some tools, and also collaborating with what you need in the session and. That's so vital to the therapeutic bond, and we we appreciate your patience and grace with us. so
1: yes, thanks um, for saying
0: that. You're welcome. So what is the protector part of self? And this is from the internal family systems therapy model. What is the
1: protector part? Yeah, so it's a part that doesn't want you yourself to feel negative emotions like shame right abandonment rejection depression fear Mm -hmm. wants to keep you happy and healthy sustaining life Mm
0: -hmm. you're right so the protective part is responding to any uh, type of vulnerable uh situation that you might find yourself in right and it's yeah it's guarding you from painful memories or painful people toxic people as we like to use in the culture today's toxic people toxic parents toxic everything's toxic yeah well truthfully sometimes a person can trigger your protector part and that can be a toxic relationship for you
1: yeah yeah so um these protector parts are made when from my understanding of ifs you know you're you're going through life and something happens right it's a very hurtful experience for a lot of people uh, it's a traumatic experience and You're in a situation where you're not able to fully protect yourself. You're not able to allow yourself to feel safe in this moment. Mm -hmm. You lose safety, you lose security. And so a part of you, that we all have lots of parts. This isn't um, dissociative identity disorder that was previously known as multiple personality disorder. Linda and I all have parts of ourselves. Everybody does. It's normal, Mm -hmm. healthy but these uh, parts that are normally functioning kind of in unison together as a team, right? Sometimes lose trust in your core self. And so Mm. they then take on a very extreme role to make sure that this hurtful, painful thing never happens to you again, right? So instead of you being the bus driver in control, this part now has at least half of the wheel. Maybe even the whole wheel.
0: Well stated. And um, the protector part could be, could choose two two or three strategies or more Mm -hmm. to protect that hurt child inside, the uh, vulnerable side. And what could that look like for someone that's had this wound?
1: I look like so many things. Yeah. So, um, you can, and even a person can have multiple protectors, right? So a, Mm -hmm. a protector part could be perfectionism, a part that believes if you get everything right all the time, then you won't, you won't get rejected and you won't get hurt, you know, could be I'm just brainstorming. Help me out, Linda. What are you thinking? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, examples. Um,
0: thank you for saying that. The protector part, and I'm looking at our chart as well, you know, just comes out in many ways. Like, you know, we might um, go into fight mode, uh, arguing, you know, or I've seen people just go silent, which is that avoidant type mm-hmm. um, to protect the the self, the wounded self. And, um, you know, I grew up with a lot of infighting within the family system, the actual poor, neutral family. And fighting was a way to protect your inner child. And so I used language um, and aggression to protect my inner child. And, you know, until that part of me got healed, I wasn't able to formulate good communication with people i care about because i didn't have that language around i'm getting so angry why am i yelling and cussing people what's this where does this come from well it makes sense if you had to protect yourself
1: as a yeah. kid the protector part would you know pop up and say pop hey up. i don't think this person's respecting you right now you better tell them to back off you <laughs> make it known that they need to yeah leave you alone <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i like how you did that it's like you're you're putting your chest out like the mm-hmm. rooster you're well, i'm gonna puff up because i'm gonna show yeah. my feathers and we've talked a little bit about that in other podcasts is you're gonna you're gonna back off you're gonna get away from me and i'm gonna protect my inner child who's wounded here and in working with couples i've i've feel like I'm, I feel like a uh, imposter sometimes because I'm like, I just happened there, you know, and you know, the person gets aggressive. And I'm like, wait a minute. They just share something so vulnerable with their partner, but they got real aggressive and I'm like, oh, something just happened.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, go ahead. It's the protectors are trying to prevent like i said the shame right which in um the internal family systems shame is usually an exiled part that inner Mm. child gets exiled the protectors don't want you to access it because they're afraid Mm. that the pain of that part is going to be too much for you to handle Mm -hmm. Mm. too much to relive too much to hash out or i've even worked with people that their protector parts feel hopeless they feel like there's no healing that can be done there we just need to forget about it we just need to lock her away and you know don't don't interact it nothing good comes from that part you now which is really sad
0: hmm yeah when she's screaming out i want to be seen I want you to see me, I want you to hear me, I want you to play with me. Yeah, I need
1: love. Right. Mm. Please love me.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, the protector's like, no, she can't come out.
1: Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. And I think we've mentioned this uh, in a previous podcast that there are two different types of protectors. There's managers that are proactive. They're kind of on guard all the time. And then there's the firefighters that when the that inner child or exile storms the gate and gets past the manager, then the firefighter wakes up and is like, oh no, mayday, mayday. We got to get, get her back, get her back under yes. control. And so yes. yeah, that's the more and- severe reactions that could be uh you know substance abuse or self-harm or suicidal thoughts yeah. mm-hmm. it's like we're experiencing a crisis and we need it to stop immediately yeah
0: isn't that beautiful that our our brains create these parts
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah they're all have good intentions they're all trying to help Hmm.
0: because because you know you think about the severely abandoned and hurt person in childhood and it's like it's like they create their own family Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of tyler perry
1: oh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) he created his own own character to protect himself
1: love that yeah
0: isn't that beautiful so good i'm looking at our notes i don't want to i can go on and on yeah
1: so our goal in therapy in working with you know not only the inner child or that shame part is also working with these protector parts And getting them to reestablish trust with the core self. And so we're actually doing therapy with these parts through the client, the client, then kind of becomes a therapist to all of their working parts, their internal family. And we're kind of like guiding them on how to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And that
0: is so beautiful. So we're, as the counselor, we are being that safe, secure, older, wiser, other from the emotionally focused family therapy model. We're providing the safety in the room. Here's a resource. We are your resource. Mm -hmm. Until you tap into the core self, which is the calm, confident, curious, centered, playful part of who you are. Mm -hmm. so they go this is what Rachel and I were talking about prior to the podcast is EFT and internal family systems go work well together
1: in therapy they really do they mesh beautifully I think
0: me too yeah and just so grateful for the um you know the work that they have done contributing to you know mental health Sue Johnson and and that's just so beautiful what they've done helping us yeah absolutely and when asking a partner to be vulnerable um when you're working with couples I don't know if this has showed up in your sessions but you know I'm asking for the withdrawer to the to open up and share um how how sad they feel when the other person's angry or upset and then what i found was if that person who's trying to be vulnerable is still around family members who are triggering Mm. or they're part of that protector part of themselves that keeps them safe and for reasons that they can't break off that relationship whatever that might be for Say, you know, proximity or, um, you know, there's other reasons you have to be in contact with that family member for reasons you can't change. It's yeah. going to be hard for you to go there. Your, your protector part is not going to allow you to be really vulnerable in your relationship when you still got these abusers out here, external abusers, whatever that is, whoever that is, is still present in your life hmm so yeah. cutting off those those bonds that are keeping your protector part alive and well for good reason well likely you're not going to be able to go into couples therapies what I have found and be vulnerable with your partner because if you l- really become vulnerable that's too scary when you're interact with this other person because you've already you know, you're still protecting you.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I probably not it does not- make sense, right? It's, um, this this protector has to is trying to keep you from getting hurt, rejected, or abused, mm-hmm. and it believes that in order to protect you, it has to prevent you from being vulnerable. It won't yes. allow you to open up, to soften, to share your insecurities, your fears or longings. And that's what we do in couples therapy to strengthen the bond, right? Like having these heart to heart conversations, hold me tight moments, they're called in EFT, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hear what you're saying. The, that protector is, is not willing to let the guard down so that the core self can be honest, and genuine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so you're saying they either need to develop some better boundaries with these family members that are hurtful, or get that protector part to realize uh, yes, right? For the conversation between the, the core person and that protector part, right? Like, yes, I do need you you serve an important purpose with these family members but this is my partner and they're different and would you be willing to step back while I have a conversation with my other half
0: so well stated and that's a big ask
1: huge ask yeah
0: hey protector part. You can be you can be present and show up when you're interacting with this person. But when you come back home and you're with your partner, you can be vulnerable. You can be sad because that's a lot you can of change up.
1: Yeah, you can trust me to not get hurt right. and take a nap. <laughs> that's a lot change up. Uh huh. So it's
0: so important when we're working with the core self that we know that it's stable secure and safe and and they they have developed that core self to resource when they're in that interaction with a toxic person that yeah right yeah yeah because
1: we do need all of our parts we we don't get rid of parts they're always there but we can work with them to make them less extreme by getting them Mm -hmm. to trust us again
0: Oh, good job. Rachel, you say things so beautifully. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, so if you can't be safely present with your partner due to external interactions with folks that you haven't had the ability to set a boundary like what Rachel has shared, or cut them off from your life for a time, then you got to be very careful and And tuning into that inner child, vulnerable part of yourself, you've got to be very careful with that. And we want to always be so mindful of our clients and our couples and how does this look? Is it safe to share that vulnerable self? And if it isn't, then we'll let the protector just show back up and put her away for for now
1: until we develop that part. Yeah. And we'll have a conversation with that protector, right? Like, Hey, mm-hmm. thank you for showing up and letting us know that we're moving too quickly. What is it that you're afraid might happen if we access this painful part? And it's amazing how much insight the protectors have and that they're willing to offer mm. with, to people.
0: Well stated. So good, such good therapy. I I'm just so impressed with (laughs) therapy. Oh. Um what about you know this is the this is the um existential spiritual part because you know I gotta throw it in there.
1: Um, IFS is very spiritual when you start reading Richard Schwartz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so is,
0: and that's the the thing is like, can you fully, can you fully be yourself, your whole self with another person?
1: Mm.
0: No trick question.
1: Just, I want to know your yeah. perspective. I, I, I like to hope so but I'm genuinely trying to think I'm like okay who in my life am I truly my whole self with it would probably be very few people yeah handful of people exactly that I have like I mean trust them with my life Mm. type of people yeah yeah
0: yeah, that's good. So for Rachel, she has a handful of people and I have probably two to three people oh, that I would me. feel By safe. A handful,
1: two to three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And of
0: course I do with Miss Rachel. Yeah. So yeah, we are colleagues and we work together but we have a wonderful bond. Um, my my from my upbringing and from my spiritual side, my spirit says no. My spirit says you can't be fully embodied self with people.
1: Yeah, tell me more. She
0: said, "Tell me more." I love
1: it. <laughs> Unless you do want to it. on the podcast, then we'll talk we about it totally in
0: private. <laughs> EFT therapist over here. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Um, my embodied self would be all the parts right protector the firefighter the exile just all these things the core self and sharing my whole embodied self with someone feels way too scary and on the edge too scary and you know i've had Mm -hmm. childhood trauma so it makes sense that i would say God is the only being in the universe I will trust with all my parts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's honest.
0: Yeah. Because I've never felt hurt by him. Yeah. I've never felt Mm -hmm. like anything I shared was going to be used against me or weaponized against me or there's nothing that. Can be manipulated, and that's that's dark. And I know it's hard for people to hear
1: that. Um, but people experience that, people experience their insecurities being used against them, their words, their feelings, they do, yeah. So I get that.
0: Yeah. And you know, I know that in James it tells us to carry each other's burdens share with one another, confess to one another. That's not safe to some of us. That's not a safe place to share. You know, oh, I can't be naked here. That's, you're going to, later that's going to come up. You're going to say I was, confess something, you know, and that's showing too much of myself. That would be too much of my firefighters or, you know, so your embodied self, is the whole thing man the whole thing from your toes to the top of your head thoughts experiences bodily felt hurt
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah fears longings
1: experiences fears
0: yeah so yeah as from a spiritual perspective That's that would be for me the only being I would trust is God. So and you know, a couple of people, you, Charlie, you know, some people that I would share some vulnerable parts of self and counselor. So yeah. So yeah, we just want our listeners to know that you do have protector parts and they serve a purpose and honor. That part of you that shows up if it gets too,
1: too scary. Mm Yeah, yeah, it's um more on the spiritual part. I've um, thank you. Yeah, when reading or I guess it was listening. I like Audible when I'm driving.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, nerds.
1: Yeah, the book No Bad Parts highly recommend by Richard Schwartz talks about how um he uses this ifs as a spiritual practice to check in with all of his parts on a daily basis see how everyone's doing see if any of them need anything from him see if any Mm. of them have messages for him and he compares it to uh you know the work that jesus did when he was here on earth and he befriended the outcasts and the exiles and right? The sick. And that's what we get to do for all of our parts. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, Rachel,
0: I haven't read that one. Oh, that's so wonderful.
1: Tell me more. (laughs) Well, it's not the whole book, but he like mentions (laughs) it in a chapter, but that really, I mean, just gave me chills. I was like, that's incredible that we, we all have the ability to do that. If we can access that, what you were saying, that creative, compassionate, nurturing part of us, our core self.
0: I'm going to cry.
1: Yeah. I teared up the first time I heard that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's all embodied, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your exile, your protector part, your firefighter, your oh. Yeah. The outcast inside me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) There's an outcast. (laughs) Yeah. Not the hey ya bang group outcasts, although they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love outcasts. Yeah. Oh, this is so good, Rachel. Oh. So good. Thank you so much. Of course.
1: Yeah.
0: So is there anything else we want to leave our listeners with and when they approach therapy
1: and how this might help them? Um, I guess my recommendation would be that if you're doing the work on your own, a lot of people do, Um, and you are, you know, we've talked about the inner child work a lot. If you've been running into like a wall or that's been really hard for you, I would recommend maybe seeing which protector you have that is showing up and preventing you from accessing your inner child and start some work there because Mm -hmm. they, they don't believe that you're ready, that you can handle it quite just yet. And by working with them and getting them to trust you, they'll slowly begin to kind of take a step back and, and let you continue doing the work. It's beautiful when it happens in therapy, because people will literally say things like, I feel lighter, I feel less tension. And it's almost like, I mean, physically they're feeling that protector loosen its grip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: So good. And in couples, you see the lightness in their affect, their face, and there's a smile. the 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 heart gets curious. Mm-hmm. You're not fighting me. Well, then we can talk. We can yeah. talk heart to heart now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that if our listeners are listening and they want to start their journey of integrating their parts or engaging in couples therapy that, you know, they're welcome to visit our website, um, truevonwv.com. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much, Miss Rachel, for uh, joining me. We uh, love that our listeners listen to us and
1: we'll see you next time. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. Bye.